Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm your host, Greg Dybeck. I'm your host, Joe Sanagato. Uh, just to remind you guys, we do have a Patreon set up so that you can uh, support the show. It only costs a dollar. You can head to patreon.com slash OPL show. With that, you will get some bonus content, like some follow-up episodes and stuff like that. Fantastic content. Fantastic content, ladies and gentlemen. Like uh, us, us getting personal and answering questions from listeners. Yes, we get a little vulnerable over on Patreon. So definitely go check that out, patreon.com slash OPL show. So today we have uh, one of those episodes where the word that I have to say is not an easy one. Right. I usually prepare for hard words. Like I'll like be on the way on over. Google. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll like literally practice on the way over. Yeah. And I feel like in the past I've still gotten it wrong. Have not practiced this one. I'm going to give it a try. Trichotillomania. 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 That sounds like a like a wrestling event. It does. Like WWE it does. or yeah. something. Uh, I got an extra ticket for Trichotillomania yeah. today. Uh, we shouldn't joke about this, actually. <laughs> sorry. Uh, in short, trick. So this is an interesting topic. I, I think a lot of people have never heard this word. Have never, yeah, heard, I've never heard of it. this about this condition. I've never heard of it either. The crazy thing is we've gotten a lot of emails about this. Like from the start of the show like there's been a decent amount of emails um of people saying that they either have this condition or that they'd be interested in talking about it um because like they know someone with it so i feel like we just ended up getting so much so many that we realized we kind of had to explore this right so trichotillomania or trick uh i'm gonna read straight from the girl's email it's described as an uncontrollable urge to pull out one's hair It doesn't matter where the hair is located. It could be anything from the hair on your scalp to your pubic hair. It's, she says it falls on the same spectrum as nail biting or like chewing the inside of your lip or skin picking. It's a body focused, repetitive behavior. Uh, At this point, I am numb to the pain that it causes. Uh, It releases endorphins when she pulls her hair out. So she's constantly chasing that high. She finds it relaxing and releasing relaxing to pull out her hair yeah because i guess it releases endorphins Mm. um yeah i've literally never heard of this outside of the the emails i mean yeah for it was it was interesting when we were getting those emails i'm like this seems to be common but i've never heard of it i've never seen this word before yeah she also has on top of that trichophagia which is the compulsive eating of the hair so Mm. probably important to note the subject of this email is i pull out my hair and eat it uh so i guess she has both Mm. um yeah it it just seems like a really compulsive behavior that you know she kind of can't stop uh i wonder too i mean i I guess it becomes noticeable too if if you're pulling enough hair well yeah I, i would assume so especially you know, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's a condition like that, I'm assuming at, at points it could get, you know, out of hand if you have bad episodes or, you know, good episodes. I don't want to like, you know, jump to conclusions or anything, but yeah, I assume that if you're pulling out patches of hair that it'll, it'll be noticeable, you know. I'll, let's jump to a conclusion because this is a very long email and I just read the line that says, for the past five years, I've been hiding behind a wig because I've been afraid of judgment from others. Mm. So... 
clearly that uh that answers our question yeah i guess it makes it very noticeable wow um do you have anything like like do you bite your nails or anything uh don't bite my nails no i do sometimes and i could see like in like stages where i am like biting my nails more like it's it's almost it's just like unconscious like you just don't even know you're doing it until you kind of realize you're yeah. doing it so some people have have stuff like that like they, they shake their leg or they bite their nails or they even like pick at their nails and mm-hmm. they're like cuticles and they don't realize they're doing it i'm like dude you know and like it, you can see like some people like destroy their cuticles yeah or they yeah. destroy their nails and they look like terrible and like they're peeling stuff off of it i'm like what are you doing you know and it's just like second nature after a while so i could see how you know something like this especially like how it could definitely become like noticeable because something as small as like nails are, are noticeable on people. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, there's not many things more noticeable than someone's hair. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, if you're looking at their face, it's right there. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like we're all going to learn a lot about something that most of us have probably never heard of before. Yeah. Which is always, you know, make sure the best episodes, honestly. That's why we're here. Yep. Uh, yeah. So let's give her a call and uh, see what's up. Hey, how's it going? Hi, good. I'm so glad to have you guys on the phone. I thought you were about to say to have us on your show for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> we're so glad to be it's here. It's like, well, we're getting recorded too? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're excited. Uh, like we just said in the intro, this is something that we really know zero about yeah I, this is a word, like something i've ne- we've never heard before and you know we were just talking a little bit about it before we were trying to get the the name right it's trichotillo trichotillomania right yeah and that's exactly how it's it's said um actually i was uh thinking earlier i was like i wonder if greg or uh, joe will add that to his next um spelling test <laughs> that's actually <laughs> a tough go. word to spell i actually <laughs> i learned is. how to spell it just now so I'll, hopefully i'll just remember any of I... your friend trying to spell that they're not getting that no right. way they're going t-r-i-c-k <laughs> no, uh, and they're also gonna go what is that yeah 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 exactly <laughs> uh so that kind of plays into my first question um yeah. i kind of wanted to you know get the definition for people who we try to explain it a little bit and we have like you know the internet definition of trichotillomania can can you in your own words kind of describe what it is and you know with your own experience kind of describe how you began to realize that you you had it yeah so that's actually kind of a complex question because there's so many parts to that so i'll start off with um, basically what the definition is so trichotillomania or i often call it trick um, or I know some people will abbreviate it to TTM for short because it's just so much easier to say it like that. Yeah. Um, it is described as basically an uncontrollable urge to pull out one's hair. So that means it could be from their scalp. It could be from their pubic hair. I know people pull from their legs, their arms, their eyebrows, eyelashes, really any area on your body that has hair. Um, and so it's, like I said, an uncontrollable urge um, but it's also um, trichotillomania is on the same spectrum as someone who bites their nails, someone who chews the inside of their lip, um, someone who picks their skin. Um, it's basically an oral fixation. And so um, it's also a body focused repetitive behavior, which um, people will abbreviate that to BFRB for short. And it really is just as it says. It's a repetitive behavior, a body-focused repetitive behavior. Um, so 
for myself, a lot of the time when I'm doing it, I don't realize I'm doing it. I know there's times where I'll wake up in the middle of the night pulling um, or um, if I'm studying, I know that sometimes um, I'll notice hair collecting around me and I didn't even realize I was pulling. So a lot of it is an unconscious behavior for myself. Mm. Um, yeah, we were talking about, we were kind of comparing it to, uh, you know, people who bite their nails or they pick at their nails. Like sometimes they don't realize they're doing it and they know it's like a bad habit, but they're just like, it's sort of second nature at this point. Even just yeah. playing with your hair too. So many people just do Play that. With their hair, but yeah. I guess for you, it's like you're actually pulling it out, not just kind of playing so with it. You also said like you wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and you're doing it. So you, it even happens when you're sleeping? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, like I said already, it's more or less a, an unconscious behavior. I don't realize I'm doing it. I know when I was living at home, there were times I would be watching TV or whatever. And my mom would come up to me and like tap my hands or slap them or whatever, just to kind of make me realize, oh yeah, my hands are in my hair. Oh, I'm pulling. Um, but yeah, it is no different really than biting your nails. But at the end of the day, I would say that biting your nails is a lot more socially acceptable than <laughs> pulling out your hair. Yeah, more common too, I would believe. Actually, Ooh. so the, <laughs> I know. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I did some research because when I sent my email to you guys, I said, and this is what I had originally learned when I first learned about my condition, that it was about one out of every thousand people pull their hair. Mm. But after doing more research, I learned that actually 15 million people in the United States alone pull out their hair. Wow. Yes. Way more common than I thought. I, I see. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's something that 15 million people could have and no, it's not really talked about. Well, and that's the thing. It's so it shows that anywhere between one to two people out of 50 people pull their hair out. But at the end of the day, the severity of it varies from person to person. Mm. Um, and as well, it's not really something that's talked about because it's a taboo behavior. Mm -hmm. um, but there are actually some celebrities that have this condition that are willing to talk about it. For instance, Justin Timberlake has openly spoke about it. Whoa. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Shirley Theron. Um, uh, Olivia Munn is one of the most notable people for me. She pulls her eyelashes out. And I know that I did some research into it before because it just kind of popped up on my newsfeed. And I think for some reason she's created her own like eyelash line, like fake lashes to kind of help it. Um, and then the other person that has it, that has openly talked about it is Colin Farrell. So it's, it's neat to know that there are people who like famous people who are open about it. But again, it's just something people don't know and really don't talk about. Yeah, no, definitely. And so you mentioned your mom, you know, slapping your hand away from your <laughs> hair. So how old were you when I guess that started to happen and it was realized that it was you know even just a habit and then mm -hmm. from then at what point did you realize that okay this is you know a, a more serious condition and this is something that I can't control something that's becoming you know noticeable yeah. so first off I really want to say how supportive my mom has been throughout this whole journey for me she's really been my rock she's seen 
all the positives that have come from it, but she's also seen a lot of the negatives. And honestly, I don't think I'd be where I am right now without her. So I do have to say I do have such great support. But for me, when I started pulling, um, it began when I was about 10 years old when my grandfather passed away. So it's known that trichotillomania is caused or is triggered by trauma in either your late childhood or early teens um, just because um, this is just a way of coping from trauma. So it's basically when you pull, it releases endorphins. And for me, that was something I always chased the high of. And I, I mean, something I still chase the high of. It's no different than, um, I guess, if someone goes to the gym and releases endorphins that way. I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> physical activity, but I think you guys like know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, but um, so they say that trichotillomania isn't a genetic condition, but I don't know. I kind of beg to differ. So my sister is pulled, but not to the severity that I had. And my mom has pulled. Um, and I remember she had told me that one time she had a like a small bald patch on her head. But other than that, again, not to the severity that I had. Um, so when I started pulling, I remember the first time that I had pulled, I was laying in my bed. And this was, again, shortly after my grandfather had passed away. I was laying in my bed and I remembered that my sister used to pull out her hair. So I kind of wanted to see what it felt like. And from there, it was just an instant, like, release. Mm -hmm. So I just, I continued. And the way my parents found out was two different ways. So my first way was my mom used to always comb my hair for me because I always had very long, flowing blonde hair, like almost like it was almost down to like my butt, like so long. And I was as, growing up, I was always known as the kid who had beautiful golden hair. So my mom would comb my hair and notice that it would get thinner. And then <laughs> I remember at one point, um, our vacuum had become clogged. <laughs> and that was from the mass amounts of hair, long hair around the house. And so that's when my parents realized that it was becoming a real issue for me. So when you talk about like the severity, like you said, like your sister was doing it, um, but it wasn't like as severe as you are. So w w what kind of level of severity are you sort of dealing with? Like how often do you do it and how much are you usually pulling out? So that's, that's a kind of a hard question for me to answer. Um, so I'd say from age 10 to, um, how old am I in grade eight? I'm, I'm really not I sure. I think you're 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm 14, um, that period of time, my hair was slowly um, becoming thinner. And for me, that four years, that, that's quite a while for hair to thin out. Considering now, if I have... Uh, a patch of hair growing in it could be ripped out within like a day mm -hmm. um so the for the amount of times that i pull a day it varies sometimes i don't pull at all sometimes i i can't even count how many times a day i pull 
Um, right now, it's probably the worst that it's ever been just because there's a lot going on in my personal life. And I actually have calluses on my fingers from pulling. Wow. And I've never had that before. So it does correlate with kind of your stress levels and, and you'll pull more. Like you just said, there's a lot going on in your life. So what you'll find yourself yeah. just constantly pulling more. Yeah, absolutely. So back to grade eight. Grade eight was when my hair had gotten to the point I couldn't pull it back in a ponytail anymore because I didn't have enough hair to hold it up. Wow. So then I went to a hairdresser. It was my first hairdresser I ever gone to because my mom had always trimmed my hair for me because, again, I just had the long, beautiful hair. Um, and then so I went to a hairdresser in grade eight. And she gave me basically a buzz cut and then so from grade eight through to grade 11 i lived with basically no hair um and that was because it was i was just constantly pulling it out um then strangely enough um my parents separated in my grade 11 year and I stopped pulling the day my father left. I just it went cold turkey. And I don't know how or why I did it, but I did. And from there, I had a full head of hair for my first time in years. For um, three years. Um, but the stress of university got to me, and now I'm back to a completely bald head. Wow, so well, right now. And is that because you've pulled it all or do you keep it kind of short and buzzed so that you don't pull so it's a combination of both i lately i've been trying to keep my head buzzed just so i can maintain a, just a like an even growth around my head but sometimes if i stray away, away from keeping it buzzed that's when I'll have the urge to pull more because my hair will be longer or I'll let myself get to the tweezers, which are a big trigger for me. Um, and so uh, even when my hair is super short, I'll grab the tweezers. And so at that point, I know I'm grabbing the tweezers. And I often say that trichotillomania is the devil's cycle. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term or anything. I'm not. Can you please explain that? Yeah. So the devil's cycle is the way I describe it is I get upset at myself for pulling. So then I pull more because I'm upset and it's just a vicious cycle. Hmm. Um, and it just, for me, it gets frustrating because I can't stop. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, if you just have that urge and that need, even having the buzz cut, you know, wouldn't you feel like you kind of need to fill that void of pulling? But I, the, the tweezers obviously answer that question. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like I mentioned, there was a period of time that I didn't pull. And that time of my life, I just felt so free because right now, I've been hiding under a wig for the last five years um, just because I experienced a lot of turmoil throughout my high school years, like the years that you're supposed to be developing and learning about yourself. I was bullied for something I could not help. 
I could not stop. And so I resorted to wearing the wig because I really did not want to relive what I went through in high school. Um, that time was honestly probably one of the hardest times of my life because not only <laughs> it's going to kind of sound a little funny and I can find a little bit of humor in it. Um, I had kids calling me Dr. Phil because I was balding at a young age or um, I'd only ever told one person about my condition when I was growing up and she ended up telling a girl who ended up making a song about me and who calling me a hairless rat and for no reason, no good reason, except I really don't know, just because it was something that was different from everyone else. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that frustration level, like yeah. you said, with something you can't control. I mean, I kids at that age, first of all, bullying is just one of the dumbest, lowest <laughs> forms. Yeah. I mean, of just, uh, yeah. I mean, that makes me sick. There's no explanation here. for that. There's really not. Um, no. Wow. Yeah, I know. So, I did, definitely didn't want to get so dark. No, it's fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely part of it. And it was something I, I, I was curious about, too, because, you know, that could also play into what you're talking about as far as the devil cycle where you're upset and it causes stress that people would even say things about you of something that you're struggling with. And then it makes you do it more. And then, you know, it's just a it's just like you said, it's a vicious cycle. But, you know, I had a, a question also. Yeah. You know, you seem to be very self-aware and knowledgeable about you know, this is, is it something that, you know, you've chose to sort of live with and just deal with, or is it something that you're really actively trying to stop and seek help? And if you are like seeking sort of help, is there any sort of, you know, medicine or counseling or any, anything that could help this? Yeah. So trichotillomania is something that is uncurable. It's something that I'm always going to live with. The severity of it can vary from, like, maybe I'm at the most severe point I'll ever be in my life. I don't know. But I originally started um, seeking therapy from a psychiatrist when um, at a children's hospital. So I think I was around age 12 when I had started. Um, and I saw that psychiatrist up until... Um, I was 18 and I tried different medications. I tried so many different ways to try and stop pulling, but nothing had helped. I tried keeping a log. Um, I went for cognitive behavior therapy, um, which is the most common way to help treat anyone who has trichotillomania. Um, and so, but that, that behavior therapy and helping change ways and finding different coping mechanisms i never felt that that worked for me i've tried sensory deprivation tanks i've tried acupuncture naturopathy i've tried um i yeah i've been on so many different medications and just again nothing seems to help um i i'd say the thing that works the most for me is 
using fidgets to keep my hands busy. So like I mentioned, when I was studying, sometimes I'd pull out my hair. So if I'm writing with my right hand, I'll put something in my left hand to play with while I'm studying, Mm. or I'll put a hat on or I'll sit on my hands. But if it's an unconscious behavior, I won't realize that I'll put the toy down and start pulling Mm -hmm. or it's just, it really is a vicious cycle. Is this, is it a painful feeling when you're doing it? So you would think that it would be, but at this point I'm basically numb to the pain. Um, The only time that it hurts me, I don't mean physically. I mean, it hurts me like (laughs) in my heart (laughs) when I see blood on my hands from pulling. Wow. Yeah, it gets, it can get that bad. And that's just basically, I'd say my head, like my head is just prone to hurt at this point. It doesn't cause me any pain. And I, I, anytime I've mentioned it to people, um, that's what, that's one of their first questions. Doesn't it hurt? Or why can't you just stop? But it's just, it's not that easy. How, how open are you about this with, you know, the people in your life? Um, you know, maybe new people that you meet or, you know, people that you kind of end up forming friendships with or trust. Do you tell them about this? So I used to not be open about it at all just because of, again, I, I told one person and she went and told so many people. So for me, that violated any trust I had in people. Um, but now I've grown and I've realized, you know, it's part of me. It's, it's not my identity, but it's part of me. So it's something that I like telling people about. Um, well, I shouldn't say like, <laughs> it's something <laughs> that I tell people about because I want them to know that this is something that I live with and that if I come home at the end of the day, I'm going to want to take off my wig (laughs) and I don't want to startle someone if I do that. So all of my friends know, and I'm very open with people about the fact that I wear a wig. Um, But I'm not always open about the fact about what my condition is. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to tell someone Oh, I pull out my hair. Yeah, it's just when you, if you don't have that compulsion, it just seems like something that's just so foreign, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that I said in my email to you guys that admittedly, if I didn't have it, I would think it's strange. Um, Like, for instance, and it kind of upset me that they they had this on um, TLC, but they had an episode on my strange addiction of someone who pulled out their hair. Oh, and of course TLC did. <laughs> They've exploited every single thing you could think of. And so for me though, I don't feel like trichotillomania is on the same level of severity as other episodes in that series. Personally. <laughs> um, in what way? What do you mean exactly? As in like, I feel like it's really extreme eating a couch or yeah or like <laughs> sleeping with your own poop or like yeah they've yeah they've done some I mean, stuff yeah and I can understand that it all comes 
from um, having mental disorders. But I don't know. It's just for me, it was it was kind of like harsh seeing that it was all kind of roped in the same kind of, um, I don't know, criteria. Yeah, no, that's a, that, that's definitely a fair point, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely cool that you do tell people about it. Uh, yeah, I would hope that feels like some sort of progress on your end, uh, just, you know, being able to kind of own it and, and share it and hopefully be able to trust certain people again, that they're obviously not going to either tell other people and make a joke about it or, or, you know, bully you for it. Yeah. And there is a lot of like being open about it has actually led me to a lot of people who have the condition as well. I can't even count the amount of people that I know that have trichotillomania. Oh yeah. I'm so excited for this episode. Just the fact you said how much more common it actually is than we would even think means so many people are probably living with this and they don't know what name to associate. Yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. And, and just have no idea. And I'm sure this will be eye-opening to a lot of people who maybe, you know, do pull. Or... It's sort of liberating too, I feel like. Yeah. To know, that, to know actually, that it's coming, yeah. yeah. There's actually a lot of support groups out there. So, for instance, in 2009, um, my parents did that. They wanted to, like, have me be okay with this condition and it's something that I'm going to live with for the rest of my life. So they were looking online and came across this website called um, Trichotillomania Learning Center. And what it is, it's exactly how it's the longest URL in the world, by the way, (laughs) but go on. I think it's actually TLC abbreviated, but, (laughs) um, but, in 2009, I actually went to a conference for people who have trichotillomania. And I met so many people there that struggle with it, who have lived with it their whole lives or have lived with it for a few months. I met people my age, and it was so comforting to know that I wasn't alone in it. And that was the first time that I had felt, I guess I could say, part of a community. Um, I remember one girl coming up to me because at this point I was bald and I was hiding under, I would go to Lululemon and buy headbands and wear those every single day as more of like a safety blanket for me. So even though I had no hair, it was purposeless, but I just felt it was, like I said, it was my safety blanket. So this girl came up to me at the conference and I remember her saying, she said, you're so brave. And I, I was confused, but she meant that I was so brave for being my authentic self, for being bald and willing to be bald in public. Um, then there's also on Instagram, um, there's this movement called the Baldy Movement. I follow, but I've never posted anything about it because although I'm pretty open about my condition to my friends and family and maybe people that I meet, it's not something I post online uh, because at the end of the day, I am very concerned with what people have to think. And I know I shouldn't have to worry about what other people think, but it's something that I, I do worry about. So it's nice to be able to see again, people living their authentic selves. Um, Absolutely. Because- and no, I mean, I, I think we agree 100%. I, 
one, just obviously you coming on the show is super brave. I think going out into the world without your wig, being able to talk about it, it, it's amazing. And this almost reminds me of one of the previous episodes. Um, We spoke, it's not going to sound like similar at first, but we spoke to a guy with a micro penis. And that was a guess that was basically saying like, I am probably at the lowest right now. Like I don't have the most positive things to say. I'm not like, or I don't have the story of like how I recovered from this thing and learned to live with it. And same with you just saying that it's kind of at the most severe state that it's in right now. And I just think that authenticity and realness to be able to talk about it in that stage just shows so much and and is going to affect a lot of people. And, you know, I also want to highlight in your email, not to, jump too far but you said you have two university degrees currently applying to law school extremely outgoing and sociable I mean I'm sure you're light years ahead than a lot of the people who bullied you you know back in the day and and that's amazing this is obviously something that could make someone never want to go outside again or go to a party (laughs) or make new friends or go get a degree so it's it's super inspiring that's and you know what I really that's really nice for me to hear because there are a lot of times where I doubt myself and my potential and, and everything. And a lot of it does boil down to my hair or lack thereof. Um, but at the end of the day, I know I have more to provide this world and people than my hair because I am more than my hair. And I just think that a lot of the times I've always I've always pushed myself to do as best as I can in anything that I do. Um, I excelled through school. I excelled in sports. I excelled in any extracurricular activity that I've done. I volunteered. I had two university degrees by the time I was 23. I actually just submitted my law application today. Uh, which is huge and damn congrats (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) but at the same time um my biggest concern about um, me applying is going somewhere new and having to tell people all over again about my hair and so it is scary but at the end of the day i don't let it debilitate me because i know that I mean, I do suffer from anxiety. I do suffer from depression. And it kind of all plays in with trick. But at the same time, I push myself because I know what my potential is and I don't let it stop me. Amazing. Amen. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, also, <laughs> also <laughs> I wanted to kind of ask because also at some point in your email, you talked about uh, trichophagia, if that's how you pronounce it which is that's close, uh, that's close enough um, what is so it that's the nicest way of saying you are you so are so wrong, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no that's when you should add to your uh, spelling bee <laughs> yeah that one's tough um so trichophagia is what i'm under the assumption of how it's pronounced mm. so um trichophagia is a compulsive eating of hair that's associated with trichotillomania so wait also sorry sorry to cut you off do you have this because in the intro when i was reading part of the email i said that you did and i definitely want to correct myself if you don't um so i do oh okay go on sorry about that (laughs) 
So I just want to say, like, first and foremost, when I tell people that I have trick, I never tell them that I eat my hair because not only does it sound disgusting, but it's not even something that I feel okay with doing. Um, so trichotillomania for most people that have it, and I don't, I don't want to speak on behalf of the trick population, but really most people that have trick will eat their hair. Um, it becomes an oral fixation and it's typically um, the follicle that people will eat, but it becomes a, an extreme case um, where when people eat their full hair, so, or eat it in clumps or whatever. I've never been one to eat in clumps. I'm more or less a person that like will just eat the follicle itself. Um, because it provides like different sensation if you like rub it over your lips or like it pops in your teeth. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I've never really talked about it like that before, but um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, but oftentimes people who eat their hair, um, it will form a trichobezoar. And so, which is a human hair hairball. Human hair is not um, digestible by any means. And I actually know an individual who I met at the, the, the TLC convention um, who had to have laparoscopic surgery to have hers removed. It wow. got to the point where, um, yeah, it affected her digestive system. She, it was an obstruction. Yeah, it's very severe. Luckily, it's not something I've ever struggled with, and I don't think I'll ever have that issue myself because it's really not that severe. But, I mean, if I'm eating a meal and there's a hair in it, like, to me, that's repulsive. I couldn't imagine swallowing a full hair or a clump or, <laughs> or whatever. But, like I mentioned, the severity varies from person to person. Wow, so that's interesting. And, and you said most people who have trick do eat their hair or maybe not the whole strand like you said but some version of eating your hair yeah absolutely um do you fear that that aspect of it could get worse or do you feel like you have that under control i feel like for the most part i have that under control um because again it's something that i'm very cautious of um because i don't want to ever have to experience a surgery for something that I've caused myself. Yeah. That, if that, that makes any sense. Oh, that yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. I would say my biggest fear from pulling my hair is to the fact, like, to the point that I've pulled it so much that I've damaged my roots and it won't grow back. Yeah, I was going to ask that too. Is is there kind of lasting damage from this if, if you are able to completely stop again at a certain point where the hair wouldn't grow back normally or there would still be patches yeah so when you pull a hair um it takes three months about three months for it to grow back um it's just something i've noticed over i would say how long has it been now um 14 15 years um so it takes about three months for your hair to grow back 
Um, right now, I don't notice any signs of permanent damage, but I know, again, when I was at the conference, I remember seeing a lady and speaking to a lady who had permanent damage to the point her hair wasn't growing back. And for me, that that's scary because at the end of the day, my goal right now is to continue shaving my head every like two or three days, um, keeping the tweezers away, keeping away anything that could cause me to feel the urge to pull um, because my goal is for the spring and summer to be able to go without my wig, feel like myself, feel confident, not worry about if people are staring or if it's going to blow away in the wind or um, I want to be able to have a pixie cut and just have that burden basically lifted off my shoulders yeah i mean we're pulling for you definitely you know that that <laughs> don't say pulling for yeah, you. oh my god that was so <laughs> bad oh my god let's just end this right here all right i'm leaving i'm gonna leave now <laughs> did you do that on purpose I'll talk to did you. any part of you do that on pur- no nah, are you I, insane no, i would I never do that on purpose <laughs> Oh my god. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. Joe. Do I have the power to fire you? I don't oh know. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry about that. My face is so red right now. <laughs> it actually is. It, it, oh, it really is. <laughs> Honestly, no, I know what you meant. And like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm all for self-deprecating humor too. Because at the end of the day, I feel like that's one of the best ways that I can get through it. Like Greg, you had mentioned earlier in my email how I mentioned I have an outgoing person and everything i think humor is one of the best ways that you can get through anything and i'm always the person that's trying to make people laugh and and regardless of what my insecurities are or what my problems are um it's just one thing to that i always kind of fall back on so joe you know what it's okay (laughs) i'll let it slide forgive me like two (laughs) percent of me feels better but like No, absolutely. I think we say it all the time. I think that's like the beauty of, you know, some of the guests that we get, the the things they're going through. We can't even imagine. And then to be able to just kind of find the humor, um, you know, and still get through every day, looking to make yourself laugh, looking to make others laugh. Uh, it's it's amazing. And, and this whole story, I mean, it, like I said before, it really is inspiring. And uh, like Joe said, to quote Joe, we obviously are pulling for you. Uh, and definitely, definitely keep us posted too. Um, yeah. but th- I mean, yeah, this was super, super educational. Um, you know, we're, and just, you're awesome. Like anyone who has ever bullied you, I trust me, I'm not sure they're, uh, even as happy as you are right now. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's usually how these things work out. Um, and but yeah, that, like yeah. I kind of, like, I, I definitely feel that like, Although trick has been the hardest thing that I've ever put myself through, at the end of the day, it's made me a, I know it's made me a better person because not only do I try not to judge others before meeting them because I know firsthand what it's like, I'm just caring and I can sympathize and empathize with people who struggle, not necessarily with trick but struggle with maybe mental illness or anything like that. Um, so it's definitely made me well-rounded, or at least I like to think. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know. I would 
part of me would say I wouldn't change it for anything, but I don't know. They always say you want what you can't have. So, right. No, totally. I, I, you know, to, to know that you have a story that's, that's different and, and to be able to share that like you did here. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, I think you have the right attitude. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up, uh, any questions that we didn't ask or anything that you would want to say to someone listening who is maybe right now realizing maybe I have this? Yeah. So there are a couple of things that I, I kind of want to touch at. So the first thing for me is that although like we have talked about how I'm an outgoing and a like caring person, I do have a lot of self-confidence issues that come with it. Um, I'd say my biggest area um, of struggle right now for me is relationships um, because it's hard admitting to someone um, who you could p- potentially be in a relationship with that you have this condition. I've had people, um, guys that I've told that I have, that I pull up my hair, who've basically ghosted me or um, told me they weren't interested. Um, and I know at the end of the day, that just means they're weaning themselves out of my life and good riddance to them, but it doesn't mean that at the time it doesn't sting. Mm. Um, and then there have been a few people in my life that have accepted it. Um, and it's definitely, it's an interesting topic to speak to someone about because, um, I've had guys when we've been in maybe more of like intimate settings. Um, one guy grabbed my hair and I didn't tell him about my condition. So my wig kind of came off and (laughs) you should have seen the look on his face (laughs) (laughs) because I'm sure anyone would be shocked um because my hair the wig that i wear is extremely natural looking um so it's definitely it definitely is a shock to people but i know at the end of the day i do truly believe the right person will come along and accept me for everything that i have to offer and everything that i feel like is a flaw in myself so I think anyone who's listening can maybe take some solace in knowing that um, although it it is hard and it's ex- there's times where I have a lot of self-doubt, I question my self-worth, I know that there are extremely supportive people in my life who care and love me for who I am with or without hair. And for me, that is probably the most comforting thing for me is knowing that I can be myself around people without judgment. I got to say, this is, you're like unbelievable. Like you just like (laughs) radiate positivity. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. You know, a lot of times (laughs) on this show, like we, we talk to people and they're going through things and, you know, but for some reason you just radiate an, an amazing energy and like positivity and you're always you know looking at the glass half full and it's just like it's just it's just great and and i'm i'm happy to even be talking to you right now and i'm glad you were able to come and you know we can provide a platform for you to talk about something that is apparently common but we were unaware that it was common and maybe yeah. other people are unaware that it's common as well so you know if someone's listening and they and they have this and they're hearing 
you talk about it and you know of course there are the the struggles of it but you have such a positive attitude towards it like you have no idea what that could do for somebody so i, I just like really appreciate you coming on and you know just being you on here it, it really it goes a long way you know what joe thank you so much for that because in times of self-doubt you know i will probably reflect on what you just said because it for me it's really nice hearing those positive affirmations from people because when I don't feel it myself, um, it's easy to get into a funk and believe that I'm not worth it or I'm not positive or, or whatever. So thank you really. Thank you. Yeah, no, seriously. (laughs) We appreciate you coming on. Like he said, it's, it really is a pleasure, you know, speaking to you and, I think that's great what you just brought up. It's weird. Usually we ask that question. We didn't even ask like the relationship question. We're slacking over I here. I know. But she <laughs> is I mean, clearly other, a fan of the show and she knows. There's definitely other stories that I could tell, but I think my mom might be listening to this at some point. So, you know, I might. We'll save that for a follow up yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, your mom's awesome too for, you know, giving you that support and, and helping you out. I echo everything Joe said. And look, I'm just going to bring it up too. We're on this weird Google Hangout thing here. You have a picture up. It's yeah. not like audio. It's a picture. I don't know if that's a wig. I don't know if that's your real hair. It doesn't matter. You're a beautiful girl. The oh, right person's going to come along. And uh, they always do. And that's that. Before everyone gets weird, people could be beautiful. That's like, <laughs> calm down. Actually, um, I know that we're probably trying to wrap up soon, but um, the other day, um, I was at my, my, my local grocery store. I don't know if you guys know where I live. I live in Canada. I'm on the East Coast. Heard of uh, it. Great place. Good <laughs> heard place. of Canada? Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's a little cold. but <laughs> um, So I was at my local grocery store just the other day, and there was a girl who was, um, I guess she was the cashier. And I shouldn't say I guess. She was the cashier. <laughs> I was going to say. What a... <laughs> <laughs> and she... From my, from the looks of things, she had alopecia, but she was completely bald. She had um, just some eyeliner on and some penciled on eyebrows. And I said to her, I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't want this to be left field. I said, but I give you so much credit for being authentically yourself. And she just kind of looked at me and I said, I wear a wig. And I really wish at the end of the day, I could have the courage that you have right now to be out in public and not be hiding and she said uh, she said I couldn't even tell you were wearing a wig and usually that's the first thing I notice on people and and it's true I that's something I notice on people as well but then I asked her I said how hard was the transition for you to go out in public bald because she had mentioned that she had also worn a wig and she said that it was different. <laughs> How she said it, you can tell it. There was probably a fair amount of judgment. But she did say there were a lot of people who were very supportive in her life. And that's what made the transition easy. And I don't have any shame going up to people and letting them know that I think it is great for them to be authentically themselves. Because... Although I try and live my truth and with my condition, I still do hide under my wig. 
So I want people to know because I don't feel like they're always validated and and given praise for being able to just like again live their truth. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, like, everything you say is just like. I know. Can you just like follow me around? And yeah, say like, Jesus, <laughs> you should write a book. I should. You know, I should. And it's so funny because I decided to send an email i was i was hesitant but i was like you know what i have a great story i would love to talk about it and even though it's still pretty anonymous i feel like it's going to be huge for me to to speak to you guys so i sent the email off and it honestly forgot about it then like four days ago i brought i bought greg's book and then that next day I received an email. And so I thought it was just kind of a strange coincidence. I swear the two aren't related. Yeah. You have to buy a book to get on the show. (laughs) Damn it. Now everyone realized. No, no. But wow. Thank you for supporting the book. Of course. Yeah. Wow. No. Well, we're super glad that you sent that email and yeah, I mean, just keep spreading the positivity. I have no doubt at all that you know, this episode is going to help a lot of people out there, no matter what they're struggling with, yeah. whether yeah. they realize they have trick, they do have trick or you know, anything else. I think it's just a, a kind yeah. of wide, widespread message that you were able to send out here. And at least, I mean, although, like I mentioned, like hypnotherapy, um, acupuncture, whatever, those things haven't worked for me. I think it's probably good that people are learning that there are other ways to try and combat it and work at it and so honestly i might not know that i've helped someone but knowing that there could be even one person that i've helped will just honestly just make me feel at peace so absolutely no this was uh truly a pleasure and yeah. please keep us posted i know we say that to people but we're we're not <laughs> kidding like we we obviously yeah. want to know uh, how everything goes for you so please yeah, let us know absolutely yes and thank you again for uh joining us and uh you know having the courage to talk about it tonight appreciate it yeah i really this was this is i think what i needed to do so thank you guys thanks so much have a good one all right see you guys all right before we get to our final thoughts just remember you can support our podcast by supporting our sponsors and today's episode is sponsored by care of Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service Hmm. that delivers completely personalized vitamins and supplement packs right to your door. If you know us, you know, health is important. Um, Definitely important for me. Joe tries. You try. (laughs) Wow. You try me under the bus. I care a lot about what I put in my body. It's true. You care like 60%, which is more than 50% and, and vitamins though. Totally. And, uh, I think it's still early in the year. It's it's still plenty of time to set some new health goals. And uh, this year, you know, make health and wellness a top priority. It's it's your body. It's mm-hmm. important. What you put it what you put in it matters. And uh, with the help of Care of's monthly subscription vitamin service, uh, you get what you need. Whether you're focused on things like boosting your energy, maybe getting more sleep, general health and wellness. Uh, if you want to improve your skin, things like that. Care of is able to personalize these packs for you. Um, for Joe, I know he wants to uh, be able to. What do you want to do? Get, I would get say those energy. skinny arms a little bigger. Uh, oh, energy. Okay. Hit you bastard. <laughs> now you're looking. And for anyone who actually right like is is not into vitamins or anything like this, this is very much not a scam. Like vitamins are very essential to either of these things. And you know, 
for a company to be able to uh, sort of cater to your needs, that's huge. They're doing a lot of work for you. That's key. Everyone's different. Everyone's body's different. And uh, Care Of actually offers an online quiz. It takes about five minutes to complete. Uh, it's a fun quiz. It's going to ask you about your diet, your health goals, some of your lifestyle choices, and you will get a personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendation uh, where they can put these packs uh, together for you. And the beauty of it is it's super easy and convenient. Uh, like so many things these days, you don't want to go out of your way to you know pick these things up. So Care Of is going to send the boxes right to your door every single month with the personalized daily packs. Uh, we get it. You know we're busy. You're busy. Uh, Joe likes to act busy, and uh, <laughs> you know it's good to just get these things right to your door daily packs so you know what you're taking every day. It's a routine that you know you don't even have to think of, uh, and a portion of every sale actually goes toward the good plus foundation uh which is awesome it provides expectant mothers in need uh with their prenatal vitamins which is awesome so amazing support a cause uh while supporting your own body and your own health and uh we have a special offer today uh for care of so you can take advantage of a uh still special new year offer uh, because it is not too late where you will get 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Uh, so you can go to takecareof.com. You enter OPL 50 and you're getting a full 50% off. Uh, really recommend this, you know, to you guys to kind of at least test it out. Um, you know, see if you like the routine, see it's, if it's something that you want to make part of your, your daily life. Uh, and again, it is takecareof.com and enter OPL 50. Mm. She's great. Like, she, like she was just, um, you know, I, I said it and usually, you know, those kind of things I don't say because it's, it's not, it never, the opportunity never comes up for me to say it, but it, it just like, you know, it just flew out of me of just being like, geez, what a, like you're going through so much and you, and you're dealing with something that like, I, I assume no, I've never heard of it. Like I didn't know Justin Timberlake had it. I didn't know mm -hmm. Olivia Munn had it. And these are people that you would, you know, they wipe their ass and you find out, you know, it's so uh, it's just, it's crazy to me that you could be struggling with something like this and, but have this in, incredibly positive outlook and like that sort of energy and mentality is so infectious to people. Like, like you said, it's so widespread. Like e even if you have nothing to do with, you know, the condition that she is, you know, that she has, her mentality can apply to anything. Exactly. Like if, if you're just going through something or you have some other, other disease or, you know, you're just going through a bad time, like th that positive attitude and just like, you know what, she, she's been going through a lot and, and maybe it's worse than me or maybe it's like less than me, but that's the right attitude to have. And she's overcome so much. Like, you know, she was talking about those people who were bullying her for, for God's sakes. Like, Jesus, dude, I'll never understand that, by the way. Like, when I was a kid, I was never that mean. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah, like... I, I never even, like, saw I've it with my eyes. Not on that level. Yeah, like, like there's that is bullying, and then of. there's bullying, where, like, if you don't realize you're crossing a line, you are just not a good person. And that's why, with full confidence, I can say, people who did that to her back then, like, not come people. on now. You're not... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hopefully, you've changed, but I don't know. 
who knows but yeah she she was great man and i i learned a lot about it and i, I like i said i had no idea this even existed and you know she could have you know sort of downplayed it a little bit but she's like no it's like really bad right now you know and a lot of times when we talk to people it's at a it's at a point where they kind of have a little bit of a handle on it so they're able to talk about it right. she is currently going through the worst as she describes it right she's now bald and wearing a wig I right mean, that is yeah yeah and uh, she's like going through it right now it's like the worst it's ever been and she's still able to talk about it and have this positive attitude towards it like it's unbelievable yeah no the i mean these are the the episodes that like they change me for the better i mean this is the type of people that make the show as successful as it is like hearing someone go through something like this like you're learning something you're hearing about this new thing and then you get to like just talk to an incredibly brave person that you didn't even know this kind of like person existed mm. you know and then you get to speak to one and it's like it does a it does a lot for you yeah and, and we've had conversations like you know in the in the past like and recently where it's like uh i, I forgot what it was about but it had something it was something relating to the show and i was just like yeah i've come a long way since we started it and you're like yeah me too and then we had like a quick conversation about how you've learned so much through doing this show because you know you just hear about other people and it just brings you outside of your little bubble of the same people you yeah, interact with every day. I feel day. like there's an easy path people take. I, I think we're talking about how in so many conversations in real life now, almost similar topics or something we've covered will come up. And there's such like the easy path to take where yeah. someone will just say, this is weird or make the obvious joke. And it's just like, immediately I go into just like, like, nope. It, yeah. It's just unconscious at this point, but it's like, no, actually yeah. the, you, you, have know, you just start spewing on details and information. And it's cool to be able to kind of change someone's mind on something or yeah, have them think a little bit more about something that they wouldn't put much thought to. But yeah, th this is great. I I'm excited. I mean, this is, it, it was we couldn't avoid this like like i said we got so many emails and and to everyone else who did email us you know with trick it, there's just a lot that came in you know it's kind of hard for us to kind of vet and decide um luckily we got to speak to to an amazing person but you know everyone who emailed us uh, i'm sure would have you know similar and amazing things to say and we're we're excited that we're able to put this episode out because seriously when i say there are a lot of emails about this yeah. there's a lot like out of all the things where we get similar emails, like I'm talking top three. So yeah, this, uh, this is really, really cool. people will be cool. excited to hear this. Yeah. But she's awesome. I hope everything works out for her. And that was just cool as fuck. At the end of the day, <laughs> that's what it was. It was cool as fuck. <laughs> that's that. Yeah. So, um, you guys can uh, follow me on social media at Joe Santagato and, uh, our website is OPLshow.com. Uh, go to OPLshow.com slash contact to send us an email. Fill, fill out the form. If you feel like you have something that would fit for the show, send us an email. We go and like through she them. said, she hesitated to send that for a while. Yep. She finally did. It turned into an episode like this. So if you're on the fence, if you have an email that you haven't you know, pressed send on yet, just, just send it over. Yeah. You never know what could come of it. Exactly. And we could talk it out a little bit too. See where your head's at as far as that. So if you're on the fence, just send us an email anyway. And, uh, yeah, so OPLshow.com slash contact to send us an email. Yes, and you can find me at Greg Dybeck. Uh, shout out to her. Check out my book, The Art of Living Other People's Lives, because you actually can't be on the show unless you buy a copy, <laughs> and she exposed that, so now everyone knows the secret to uh, getting on. People are going to think you're serious. I'm totally kidding. Uh, 
Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at OPL Show. Uh, we have an Instagram now at OPL Podcast, uh, where we'll be posting video clips and a bunch of stuff that you really can't get anywhere else. Uh, so follow that and leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Yeah, and that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.